I'm expecting you to be healed tonight. There's no reason why you can't be. Just like Genesis is singing the song, come to the Lord and you'll be healed. Come to Him. If you'll come to Him. See, if you'll come to Him for healing, you can be healed. This is getting to be, I was on Channel 40 the other night out of Los Angeles, California, and they were interviewing me. And so, I have a book with the same cover, this one right here, and the same name. It says, How to Live and Not Die. This is the tape series, but on the table out there I have some books. And so the fellow asked me on Channel 40 on the national TV, he says, How to Live and Not Die. And he helped my book up, and he said, uh, If I came to you dying with a disease, what would you tell me? I said, well, you're on national TV. Do you really want to know how I do it in my office? So you don't have to die because you have a disease. Because the doctor says you have to die, you don't have to die. Jesus is the healer. Anything else good that you want in your life, he is that to you. But he don't heal everybody. He only heals those that believe it. Most churches you can't get healed in. Most churches, Jesus does not heal people in those churches. He only heals them in places where you believe it. And where you preach it from the pulpit. And where you expound upon it. And the stronger you believe it, the better God likes it. So if you're dying of the disease, you have to find your church that believes it. First of all, that's not easy to do. You may have to search to find somebody that believes it. And so I just showed him the way I did it. And like I do it in the office when they come in. He said, I'm dying and no hope for me. Well, first of all, you have to make up your mind, the person has to make up their mind that Jesus is a healer. Then you've got to bring them to a place where they believe that he will heal them. Then they've got to learn what to do. What do I do to get God to heal me? Well, there's things you have to do. God does not do things automatically. That is not the way God works. God works according to the way you yield yourself to Him and to what you believe and what you're willing to believe Him for. That's the way He works with you. Always remember, if God's not doing great things for you, your believing is not great. God only blesses you and helps you on the level of your believing. Do you understand that? The shape that you're in tonight, your life, is a result of your believing. What the seat that you sit in tonight right there, and the shape that you're in tonight, that's what you said, that's what you believed in 1987. You will have to live in 1988 what you believed in 1987. Do you want your year to improve in 1988 and you want to have a great year in 1989? Then show God that you will believe Him all year of 1988. Just believe Him. Trust Him. Believe Him for anything. Believe him and, he, and he'll give it for you. 
But see, there's certain things that a Christian, a human being, has to do after you get saved and get born again. There's certain things you have to do. The things of God does not come down from heaven to you automatically regardless of what you do, say, or where you go to church. You can go to the wrong church and die. You have to watch where you go to church. You can't just go to church just to be going to church. If you've got cancer and dying, you better go somewhere where Jesus heals people and where he performs miracles. But there are certain things that you have to do, there are certain things that a human being has to do in order for heaven to come down and kiss you. You understand that? The things from heaven does not come down to the earth cheap. You have to learn as a Christian the things to do that pleases God. If you don't please God, then he don't respond to you to any great degree. And the more you please him, the more he will bless you and the more he'll give you. First of all, you have to come to a place that you will worship him. You have to learn to put first things first. And going to church is not first. Or knocking on doors is not first. Casting out devils is not first. Worshiping God in your own life, that's number one. You have to learn to worship him first. You understand? And then you have to know what faith is and learn what faith is because God is a faith God. He's not some other kind of God. He's a faith God. Hebrews says without faith it's impossible to please him. And he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The reason you don't have rewards from God is because you haven't been diligently seeking him. You want rewards from God? Then diligently seek him. You want to bring heaven down to earth? You want to bring heaven into your house? Then diligently seek God in heaven. You'll find out he'll come. He'll flood your house with his healing power. He'll flood your body with his healing power. He'll flood your house with his blessing. He will totally flood you. And he's the only one who has the power to flood you and flood your house. And, the, and on the level that you seek him, that's the level your house will get flooded and your body will get flooded and your mind will get flooded with peace and joy. Blessed be God forever. You have to learn what faith is. After you learn to worship God, then you have to learn what faith is. Faith is thanking God for something you can't see. Not just hoping you'll get it sometime. You're not going to get it just because you hope, well, I hope I get it, you know, I hope I get it. God's not, hope is good in its own place. But I wonder if I'll ever get it. No, God's not in the wondering business. He's in the knowing business. You have to know that you know that you know. And if you will thank God for something that he's promised you in the Bible that you can't see, thank him for it. God says, forget not to thank me for everything. All right? You have to thank God for things, first of all, Thank him for doing things for you now. Whatever God does for you, thank him for it. First of all, thank him because you're saved. Glory to God. Do you want to please God tonight step by step? Do you want, to, you want the Lord to heal you tonight real easy? Well, as I go and teach you some of these things, we might as well start doing them so you'll know it firsthand. All right, first of all, just act like you're in here alone, just you and God. Turn your face toward heaven right now, lift up your hands, and just start worshiping God. 
Just worship Him. That's all. Just worship Him. Don't ask Him for anything. Just worship God. Oh, we worship you, Jesus, and praise thy holy name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We worship you, Jesus, and we praise the holy, blessed name of God forever. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We worship you, Jesus. And we praise the name of Jesus forever. We worship you, Jesus, and we praise you. We worship you, Jesus, and we praise you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus, and we praise you, Lord Jesus. There is nobody like you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for loving the world that you gave your own Son. Thank you, Lord. John 3.16. Glory be to God forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. Now then, I want you to thank God. Start thanking God right now. I want you to thank God out loud with your own mouth. Thank God because you're saved. Thank God because what He's doing for you. Thank God for what He's done for your family. Thank God for what He has done for you. Right now, just start thanking Him out loud. Just thank God for what He's, what he's done for you. Thank God because we're saved. Thank you, Lord, because our names are written in heaven. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing for President Reagan right now. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Let your power, release your power to the leaders of the world that they may make right decisions for their people and their country, Lord, and the tribes of people they're over. We thank you, Lord, for releasing your power to those that's in authority. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the things you've done for us. Thank you, Lord, for saving my daughter. Thank you, Lord, for the ministry. Thank you, Lord, for this church. Thank you for Brother Roy and his wife and the ministers of this church. Thank you, Lord, for all the ministers of this church. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for Brother Yasuhara. Give him special knowledge, Lord, to oversee the churches on these islands. Give him supernatural knowledge and wisdom from God. We thank you, Lord, for doing it. In Jesus' name, blessed be God forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now then, look up here at me for a minute. Now then, you want to please God and you want God to do great things for you? See, unless you show God appreciation for what Jesus has done for you, he won't do very much for you. You bog him down too much. If you'll show God that you'll worship Jesus, and you'll show God that you'll thank Jesus for, for, for what he's already done for you, then you'll be willing now then to thank God for what you want. Thank God for what you desire. Take inventory of your life. What do you need tonight? I don't have it. God has it. I don't know how to give it to you. God knows how to give it to you. And if you'll thank God for it before you ever see it, Jesus will let you see it. Do you understand that? 
If you want to be healed tonight, start thanking God right now for good health. You want a better place to live, thank God for it before you ever get it. Perfect faith is when you can thank God for something out loud that you don't see. You believe God enough to give it to you. Perfect faith is when you can actually thank God for something that you can't see. If you will thank God for something you can't see, then He'll let you see it. I can't let you see it because I don't know how to do it. I can't give it to you, but God can give it to you. What can He give you? He can give you anything. Are you kidding? He struck out your crooked legs. He can give you eyesight for your blind eyes. He can give you peace in your mind. He can give you joy in your life to cause your life to be worth living. If you don't have peace in your mind and joy in your soul, your life is not worth living anyway. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Don't let the devil rob you of your joy and your peace and strength. You understand that? So think about one or two or three things right now that you'd like to have in your life. And especially those that need healing. I want you to start thanking God for health. Start thanking God for health right now, out loud. But it don't have to be just health. You know, the kind of lifestyle that Jesus prepared for you is called the abundant life. You and me are supposed to be living in abundance. You understand that? Living in abundance. You say, well, Brother Norval, my pocketbook is empty. Well, thank God that he'll fill it. I've got a child that's sick. Well, it won't be sick long. Thank God for healing it. Thank God for healing you. Thank God for peace of mind. So right now, take some time out. Take a few seconds out right now. Turn your face toward heaven again. And start thanking God for something that you want, that you don't have yet. Show God that you're a faith person. Thank God for something you can't see. See, faith is not seen. Thank God for something that you can't see. Just go ahead out loud. Thank Him for it. Just name it. Something that you can't see. Thank God for something you can't see. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Glory to God forever. But He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. A rewarder. And He'll be your rewarder too if you diligently seek Him and please Him. But without faith, it's impossible to please Him. You can't please God without faith because God is a faith God. Just thank Him right now for something that you want, that you can't see. And if you'll do that continually, He'll let you see it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be God forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. All right, now look up here at me. Now, if you will do those things continually, if you'll worship God every day, and if you will show God that you appreciate what He's done for you, and show Him respect and thank Him for it, and then if you'll, if you'll start thanking God for things that you want, God will start giving them to you. You understand that? Those things that you need tonight in your life, those things, all those things that you really need in your life, that you want in your life. You know why you don't have them? In 1987, you forgot to thank Him for it every day. So you still don't have it. 
But if I can talk you into thanking God every day for things that you can't see, you'll get it in 1988. If you don't get all of them, you'll get a lot of them in 1988. In 1989, it'll be the best year you've ever lived. And 1988 will be a great improvement over 1987, I'll guarantee you that. It'll just happen, that's all. God will see to it happen. God looks down on you when he sees you bowing down before him and worshiping him. And when he sees you giving thanksgiving to him for what he's done for you. Then when he sees you showing him faith that you will give him thanksgiving for things you don't even see yet. He will start working right then by his mighty unseen hand to bring to pass, to give to you everything you want, need, have to have, or desire. He will give it to you. Do you understand that? Well, that's the kind of God you're serving. You just have to know this, people. Don't let it get away from you. You're serving a God that loves you. That'll go the extra mile that loves you beyond your understanding. Even though when you and me make mistakes and do things wrong and say things wrong, you don't ever change. You and me are the one that changes sometimes. He don't ever change. He just stays the same all the time. And he loves you right in the, right in the middle of your mess. And sometimes if we don't watch ourselves real close, we can get to be a pretty big mess ourselves. You know what I mean? You have to watch yourself real close. But if you'll worship God every day, and if you'll thank God all the time, continually, for what He's done for you, it makes Him anxious to do more for you. When you thank Him for it, it makes Him anxious to do more for you because He tells you in the Bible, forget not to thank God for everything. Forget not to thank God for everything. Now then, I do thank you for what you gave tonight. I didn't know Roy was going to do that, but whatever, whatever you did, gave, I, I thank you for it. Because God said, if you want me to come and visit you, God says in his holy word, if you want me to come and visit you, if you want me to come and deliver you of the day of trouble, if you want me to come and bring heaven's blessing to you, you're going to have to worship my son, the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to have to give thanks unto God Almighty for what my son has done for you, Jesus. You're going to have to show Jesus you have faith in him and what he's done for you. And now listen closely. You're going to have to, God said, if you want me to do great things for you, you're going to have to pay your vows to God. You're going to have to pay your vows to my son. You can't buy blessings from heaven. You do it voluntarily, freely give and freely receive. So... Whatever money you make next week in your business or from your paycheck, make sure that you give some of that money to the work of the Lord. Make sure you pay your vows unto God. God said, if you'll do it, in the day of trouble, I will come and deliver you. If you'll do what I want you to do, Jesus said, let me tell you how to do it. Stop trying to work up programs that you can't stick by. Stop making vows that you can't stick by. Jesus said, just learn of me. Jesus said, you want to live a, you want it to be easy to be a Christian? He said, well, learn of me. 
My yoke is easy and my burden is light. And you will find rest unto your souls. If you'll learn that Jesus never changes and learn that he stays the same all the time, then you can trust him real easy. It's real easy for you to trust him. I have to teach people those things when they're dying and have no help. I will mention this to you, God's healing power. That's what I'm going to speak on tonight. And laughing at the devil, life at the devil. This is a videotape. This was a supernatural manifestation from God. One night he moved up on me. I was holding a meeting, I guess, of about 4,000 people. He moved up on me. He says, get these people to laugh at me and I'll laugh at the devil. Get these people to laugh at what's wrong with them and I'll heal them. In the spirit of laughter. I told them when I told them, then the spirit of laughter come upon the congregation. And you can't believe what you see on this tape. <laughs> well, I mean, a young fellow and his wife, a young fellow just married a young girl, and he had only been married not very long, just a few weeks he'd been married, and they were in their 20s. And they go, and he started having strange feelings and stuff, you know. He goes to a doctor, and so the doctor examined him. Come back out in the office, and he says, well, son, he said, I hate to tell you this, and you just got married. But he said, you're having a certain kind, a form of cancer that's coming into your body. And it's a kind that you can't do anything about. He said, in three years, you'll be dead. Maybe before, but you won't live any longer than three years. Well, I mean, that's a heavy blow. You're a young man in your 20s and you just got married. So they were Christians and spirit-filled. So they left his office <clears throat> feeling sad. Here's a sweet young girl just got married to a sharp young man, and now he's going to have to die in three years. So they're walking through the medical building downstairs in the lobby, going to their car. They just stopped, looking so sad and lonely, and stopped looking at each other. One of them said, you know, we're supposed to be Christians. Jesus heals people. They got to talking backwards and forth. Yeah, the Bible says, and the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah, and also the Bible says that laughter is good medicine. And all of a sudden they looked at each other and started laughing. And they're standing in the middle of an office building in the lobby, laughing, and the spirit of laughter come up on them. And they laughed and they laughed and they laughed and they laughed. And they kept on and on laughing at the devil. Laughing at cancer. Started laughing at it. And they kept on laughing and laughing and laughing. And after they laughed for a long time in the lobby of the medical building, all of a sudden God released his power and God's healing power shot down through the young man and demolished all the cancer and God healed him standing right there in the office building. Glory to God. We said, why would God heal him standing in the office building? Because he was pleased with him. 
God always does great things for you when he's pleased with you. You say, well, Brother Norval, he must not be pleased with me. I'm a total mess. I am sick and confused and broke. What do you think about me? I think you're a total mess. There's no question about that. <laughs> so you need to start pleasing God. Start pleasing the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. If you have your Bibles, turn with me, please, to the book of Mark. While you're turning there, I will pass on to you that our convention starts at the Pacific Beach Hotel, January the 21st through the 25th. We're having a convention there, so if you'd like to come to that, make yourself available for it. We'll have morning sessions and night sessions. No afternoon sessions this year. We're just going to have morning sessions and night sessions. Because we are bringing a tour of people over from the mainland, and we give them the afternoons off. So we're just going to have morning sessions and night sessions. We will have a session also Sunday at noon. We'll have serve dinner Sunday at noon, have a session Sunday afternoon. If you want to get in on that. Or any of those sessions, Bob Harrison and myself will be conducting those sessions and teaching those. And we start on Thursday night, I believe it is. Thursday morning or Thursday night. January the 21st goes to the 25th. Then all day on Monday, I think it's the 25th, that must be the 25th on Monday, all day on Monday we'll have a prosperity seminar to let you know and to try to help you, especially you businessmen, to try to help you understand that God wants to bless your business. And if you'll give some of your money to God, He'll bless your business. He wants to bless every part about you. God wants to bless every part about you. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. So, make yourself available for that if you'd like to. And third chapter of the book of Mark. You, you found that yet? Third chapter of the book of Mark. The 13th verse. The Bible says that Jesus goeth up into a mountain. The 13th verse. And calleth unto him whom he would. That's what he does. Don't worry about having God to call you to do something. Just, worry. Just stay in the ministry of helps. Learn to stay in the ministry of helps. And if God wants to call you to himself for any kind of other ministry, he will call you. You understand that? But you can't make God call you. But now sometimes God will call you if he just sees that you're real faithful and real loyal. He does promote people that's loyal and stay faithful, I understand that. But the Bible says right here, he goes up into a mountain and calleth unto him whom he would. And they came unto him. Brother, I'll never get the, forget the night 26 years ago he called me. I'll come out of, my, I'll come out of an executive meeting, got in my Cadillac and started driving home, started saying a little prayer of thanksgiving and all of a sudden it's like a whirlwind come around my car and all of a sudden the Lord came in my car and stayed for an hour and a half if if Jesus ever comes in your car and says for an hour and a half you'll be crazier than I am <laughs> you understand that you won't ever be the same again your relatives will understand you your friends will understand you and all you want to do is go do something for God the rest of your life 
I haven't had any days of sadness since then. Brother, God, those that God calls, He equips. All you don't have to do is learn how to seek Him. And brother, He'll give His power to you. And He'll give His joy to you. And He'll give His peace to you. I want to do more for God as I get older. I don't want to do less. I want to do more for the Lord. God, God does not have one day up and one day down. I don't have one day up and one day down either. God let me know one time. He said, I don't believe in Blue Mondays. What are you doing with them? I says, well, dear God, I don't believe in Blue Mondays either because I believe what you do, Jesus. You don't believe in Blue Mondays? I don't believe in Blue Mondays. And I haven't had one since. So don't you believe in them. Don't believe in one day up and one day down. Make all of your day, days up. But sometimes, brother, normal things don't go right. Well, bind that thing up in Jesus' name and worship God for a few minutes and sing about two songs and they'll start going right. Well, they will. You just have to know what you do. God's got ways. His ways, I'm telling you, are crazy to the world, but they please Him. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. And they came to Him. He called to Himself whom He would, and they came to Him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Verse 14. And he ordained twelve that they might be with him. And that he might send them forth to preach. You better watch about hanging around Jesus. He may ordain you and send you out to preach. Well, he can choose. He can if he chooses to. Notice verse 15. And gave them and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. Glory to God. If you ever go to a church, you ought to always go in and talk to the pastor before you join somebody's church. Always ask the pastor. Say, Pastor, do you believe that Jesus heals all sicknesses and do you cast out devils? If he says, no. Well, don't go there. Because <laughs> he's got his own gospel. He wasn't ordained by God. You've got to be kidding. Somebody else, men ordained him. Men ordained him. You understand that? Well, when God ordains you, God says, when I ordain people, I give them power. I give them power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. Somebody said to me, Brother Norval, are you the kind of person that sees a devil behind every bush? No, I see four or five devils behind every bush. <laughs> Everything that's wrong with you, I see the devil. Did you get that? Everything that's wrong with you, I see the devil. You want me to give you some truth tonight and shake you up, shake your brain? Every part, now listen real close, every part and everything about your life that's not successful, that's where the devil is working. That's where the devil is at. Is your pocketbook empty? Well, I got news for you. The devil's in your pocketbook. Do you understand that? He's stealing your money. Don't let the devil steal your money. He's a thief. 
Don't let the devil steal your money. Disease is in your body. Well, who put it there? Well, I love the Lord. I guess Jesus did. No, he didn't either. Diseases and sickness does not come from heaven. How could Jesus give you sickness? He's not sick. He don't have any to give you. How can he give you? Some people think that Jesus gave them diseases. Well, how in God's green earth could Jesus give you disease? He don't have one. The devil gives you disease. And you have to understand that the lifestyle has been prepared for you is called the abundant life. And the part of your life that hasn't received abundance, that's the part of your life that the devil's trying to rob from you. He's trying to rob it from you. So don't let him rob it from you. Bind him up in Jesus' name. Bind him. Bind the devil in Jesus' name. Tell him he cannot have what you don't have. You say, I don't have health, Brother Norville. Well, bind the devil up and tell him to take his hand off of your body. And you tell the devil, say, you can't have my health. You are crazy. Devil, you can't have my health. I bind you in Jesus' name and I command you, go from my body. I break your power over my body. You can't have my health. I claim my health in Jesus' name. Jesus, you are my healer and I am healthy. And you confess every day that Jesus is your healer and he's healing me now and I am healthy. Do that for a few weeks and all of a sudden health will just come to you and your disease will disappear. But you have to do it. You have to say it and you have to do it. You can't just wander around and wondering it. Well, I, I hope the Lord will heal me. I know, the, I know the Lord. I wonder why God don't heal me. Well, God's not the wondering business, you flaky thing. You don't wonder. Start, don't wonder about God. You have to wonder about God. God's already set. The Bible's already been written. The die's already been cast. Believe it yourself. Don't wonder about God. Wonder about yourself. Wonder about your flaky faith. Don't wonder about God. He's not going to change. There's nothing wrong with God. Do you understand that? There's nothing wrong with the Bible. There's nothing wrong with the program of God. There's nothing wrong with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and Ephesians, and Romans, and the book of Acts. There's nothing wrong with God's eternal word. You have to watch your approach to it. You have to watch what you're doing with it. It's all in here, honey. And it's written real clear how you get it. How you get it. You understand that? People wondered. They always wondered, you know, how can he do these things? How can he do these things? Notice in the sixth chapter of the book of Luke, I mean the book of Mark. Notice the sixth chapter. The first verse. Sixth chapter of the book of Mark, the first verse. And he, meaning Jesus, went out from thence and came into the, his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From which hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty, mighty works are wrought by his hands? Mighty works are wrought by his hands.
How does he have the wisdom to do these things? Because God gave it to him. He that lacketh wisdom, let him ask for it. If you lack wisdom, ask God for wisdom. He will show you how to do a lot of things. And these mighty works is done by his hands. Oh, I'm telling you now, my brother and sister, great and mighty works of God are done by your hands. 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 What do you mean, Brother Norval? Hands. I mean exactly what I said. Hands. They wondered in the synagogue in those days, what mighty works have done by his hands? Well, people, I was raised in the First Baptist Church. I was brought up as a Baptist, raised in the First Baptist Church. And I remember when the Baptist would ordain a young man to preach. Four or five men of the church, four or five of the elders or deacons would lay hands upon him in the ordination service. That's the only time I've ever seen anybody lay hands on somebody at the ordination service. They'd reach out like this and lay hands upon him and pray and send him forth to preach the gospel. But after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, got over into full gospel circles and Pentecostal circles, I found and started reading the Bible for myself. I found out that the last words, the last 11 words that Jesus ever spoke in the book of Mark, before he went back to heaven, he said, Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Glory to God. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But I mean, when you're raised by the Baptists, that don't mean much to you. You know, you only believe what they believe. And so it don't mean a lot to you. But if you start going someplace and seeing something different, it's a different situation. I started, the Lord told me, I want you to start t attending a Pentecostal church. So I began to t attend a Pentecostal church. And I went there because the Lord wanted me to go there. But I found out when I went there that his wife also preached. And of course, me being possessed with Baptist spirits, <laughs> Baptists don't believe in women preachers. The only people that believe in women preachers is God and the women, I guess. <laughs> and men that's around them, you know, from full gospel men believe in it, but I, I didn't believe it because I've been preached against it all my life. So I, when I would drive into that church, I would look both ways and see if nobody would see me coming, see if no Baptist was looking at me, and I'd jerk my, dart my car in there because it was a good church, but she preached sometimes. And that really makes Baptists nervous to hear a woman preach. It makes them nervous as a cat on a hot tin roof. <laughs> Just makes them nervous, makes them jump, makes them fidgety to hear a woman preach. Well, if God believes in women preachers, if he calls them and anoints them, why don't you believe in them? God said, the last days, I'm going to pour my spirit up on all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. I doubt if God would ever call women to preach if it wasn't so many, so many flaky, rebellious men. In fact, two or three days ago, you know, they were over my place, you know, a guy comes by and I was talking to him. He says, well, I'm... Uh, uh, Sharp-looking Jewish, look like a Jewish young man. It's just... Oh, he said, I'm... I'm on the run. I said, you're on the run? Yeah, I'm on the run. He said, I can't get away. I said, why? I said, you sound like God's after you. <laughs> he looked at me, he looked at me, he says, that's exactly who's after me. He won't leave me alone. 
And I said, well, I got news for you. You might as well give up. He said, I can't. Now, this is about three or four days ago. I said, well, you might as well. You can't get away. And so I saw him again today. And I said, you give up yet? He says, no. Nah. He says, what do you do to give up? He said, what if I give, give up? He said, I can't, I can't make that stand to give up. He said, I could have been a millionaire by now. But he said, I turned against everything to run. He said, I can't give up. I said, oh, yeah, you can. I saw him today, this afternoon in the sauna. I said, yeah, you can give up. I said, just give up. He is sitting there sweating, you know. <laughs> I said, just give up. He said, I can't give up. I said, yeah, you can. He said, well, what if I give up and I want uh, uh, Seagram 7 or I want a cocktail? I said, you don't take it. He said, see, I can't give up. I said, yeah, you can give up. I said, I say, I'm going someplace about 5.30. I said, I want you to meet me down in front and go with me. He says, 5.30? See, I'm going someplace special. I was afraid to tell him I was coming to church. He wouldn't come. So I'm going someplace special at 5.30. Meet me down in front and I'll bring you with me. I'll take you with me. He said, okay. He said, I'll be down there. But I think we missed him. He was a few minutes late. They said he was walking. Some tall guy was, was walking back and forth. But I want to get him over here. He needs to come to a place. He's running. He told me, he says, in the, in the sauna, he says, I think I'm, he says, I think I'm just going to go to Fiji. He said, I'm going to go to Fiji. He said, I'm going to go to Fiji, I guess, and just get me a wife and live on coconuts. <laughs> I said, there's no use in you going to Fiji. I said, God's in Fiji. <laughs> he looked at me, he looked at me and grinned. He says, yeah, he is Indian. I says, yeah, tell me about it. I said, you might as well just give up, that's all. I said, you know, God's after you, young man. I said, you've had it. You might as well give up, that's all. Just give up. Blessed be God forever. Give up. I can save you a lot of troubles and heartaches if you just give up. He said, I can't. He said, I'm, I'm trying to. I said, is he still after you? He said, oh, my God, he's still after me. He said, he won't leave me alone. I says, good. Praise the Lord. He was miserable, too. I mean, totally miserable. But hey, gonna, I'm going to keep on fooling around him until I get him. I'm going to get him. Not only God's after him, I'm after him myself. <laughs> but, you know, I never realized but until I started going to a Pentecostal church, a full gospel church, and then I'm sitting there minding my own business, trying to be nice, and the Pentecostal preacher would preach, and then he would look at me, and he'd say, He'd invite a song leader. He'd invite people to come up to be healed. He'd say, come up here, Brother Hayes, and help us lay hands on these people. I'd say, me? Me? He'd say, yeah, you. Come up here and help us lay hands on these people. Well, I'm from the First Baptist Church. I don't know how to lay hands on people. Are you kidding? I'm not even sure God, at that time, I'm not even sure God heals people anyway. I've been going to church all of my life. I never saw God healing anybody in the First Baptist Church. Why should I believe it? That's where I learn about God. You know, you learn about God usually the church you go to. If they don't know much, you won't know much. You better check up on what they believe. So I go up there and I watch them, and they lay hands up on them. And then I do what they do. They'd say, in Jesus' name, be healed. And I'd say, in Jesus' name, be healed. I felt strange by doing it. I was hoping to hope to God there's no Baptist people in here watching me. <laughs> and 
And I say, in Jesus' name, be healed. And I kept fooling around them people. And one day in the altar, I'm doing that with the pastor and the song leader. And I just say, in Jesus' name, be healed. And all of a sudden, my fingers began to tingle. And all of a sudden, it felt like that somebody was in my fingers. It felt like somebody was brushing my bones inside of my fingers with little brushes. And my hands started tingling. My hands felt so good I couldn't hardly stand it. And I walked over to the Pentecostal preacher and I says, what in the world is happening to me? He said, what do you mean, Brother Norville? I says, well, I don't know what I mean. I said, there's something in my hands that feels like little men are brushing my fingers, brushing my bones. Tick it, feels like, it feels like somebody is tickling my bones with a brush, the little teeny soft brush, tickling my bones all through me. And he's Pentecostal, so he had been Pentecostal for years, so he got tickled at me when I was telling him about this. He said, oh, really? And he said, yeah. He said, that's God's healing power in your hands. I said, in my hands? He said, yeah. He said, come over here and lay your hands on sister so-and-so. Norval, come over here. The power's on you. Come over here and lay hands on her. She's been sick for a long time. Put your hands on her right now while the power's on you. So I reached down, put my hands on her, and she fell over. And I said, What happened to her? He said, the Lord's healing it. The Lord's healing her. I said, this stuff, it's in my hands. It's going through my hands. It tickles me. He said, I'm telling you. He says, Norval, he said, the Lord's come to get you. I said, what do you mean the Lord's come to get me? He's already got me. And then I'd go for, I'd go for weeks and it wouldn't come, it didn't come anymore. And then sometimes it would, but it wouldn't come anymore. And then one time I was in Pennsylvania holding a meeting and a man challenged me that had deafness in his ears and the Lord told me to cast that deaf spirit out of him and I did. And when I did that, when I said, you foul deaf spirit, come out of him. When I did that, he fell flat on the floor and all of a sudden people began to run up to me and say, put your hands on me. And I reached out like this to pray for him and they fell flat on the floor all over everywhere. And I said, my God, what's happening to me? And ever since that night, and that's been about, must be 19 or 20 years ago, ever since that night, that night God put his healing power in my hands. And when I come and talk about it, and speak on it, and teach on it, it comes in my hands. It comes in my hands for your benefit. It only stays a few minutes. But when it comes in my hands, it'll heal you. Do you understand that? It'll go from me into you, and if you'll believe it yourself and thank God for it, you have to thank God for it. Because you don't, if you don't thank God for it, you won't get it. You have to thank God for it. I gently lay my hands on you. You have to believe it. How do I believe it? Well, just make up your mind to believe it. Notice, notice here in Mark chapter 5. Make up your mind like this man believed. Just make up your mind to do this. Make up your mind tonight if you come up here and I lay my hands upon you in Jesus' name. Make up your mind that Jesus loves you and make up your mind that he will start healing you. And he will start healing you too. I mean, it's all free for the church. Notice in the fifth chapter of the book of Mark, the 22nd verse. And notice how this man believed. Well, you can believe this way if you want to. Make up your mind right now to believe the same way he did. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and when he's and when he saw him, he fell at his feet. 
Just make sure you worship God every day. Church, look up here at me. Don't be trying to get a heal all the time. You never worship God. You don't pay your vows. Do you understand that? That's not the way you get it. The way you get healed real easy, worship God all the time. Pay your vows. When you make money, give the Lord some of it. Do you understand that? Do things where God finds favor in what you're doing. And he'll do things for you real easy. But you can't be rebellious against the plan of God. Be rebellious every day of your life and every week of your life against, against the plan of God and expect God to give you heaven's best. It just don't work that way. But it can come real easy. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Well, what does that mean? Learn that he is your savior. Learn and accept fully that Jesus is your healer. Learn and accept fully with no doubt that Jesus is your own personal miracle worker and he'll perform a miracle for you. He just will, that's all. He'll perform a miracle for you and your body tonight. I mean, he's a miracle worker. I mean, I can't work miracles, people. You know, I'm just a man. But Jesus is a miracle worker. And he'll work a miracle for you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Notice, you think you're in trouble? Well, you don't have as much trouble as this man had. Notice verse 23. And besought him, fell at his feet, and besought him greatly. Everybody say, greatly means diligently. That's right. When you diligently seek God, God says, you'll find me when you diligently seek me. No use you being sick for 15 years. Diligently seek Jesus the healer. Diligently seek him the healer for your healing. You'll get it. But if you approach him nonchalantly, you may stay sick for 25 years. But if it's a deadly disease, you won't be getting it. You'll be dead before 25 years. Notice verse 23. And besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed, and she shall live. Now you talk about words of faith. Glory to God forever. Come and lay thy hands upon my daughter that's dying, and she shall live. That she, lay your hands upon her, Jesus, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Do you understand that? When it came in my hands, I began to wonder, you know, I began to study the scriptures about it, and I began to try to find some books on it. I couldn't find one, so I wrote one myself. I couldn't find a book about God's power, about the laying on of hands. So I got in a room alone, and I began to look up all the scriptures in the New Testament about laying on of hands. And I wrote this book in Indianapolis, Indiana, and got a spirit-filled lawyer's wife. I stayed in her home, locked myself in the room for about two days, and wrote this book. And she was downstairs, the concordance and the Bible and the typewriter. As I'd get it from God, I'd come down and give it to her and have her look everything up. And so she is the one. She's the one that put this thing together for me and me upstairs seeking God. 
and writing this book about the laying on of hands. And I got, I got six chapters in here in this book. The title of the chapter is God's Power in Your Hands. Laying on of hands is a doctrine of the church. Transfer of power and authority by laying on of hands. Mighty miracles and healing by the laying on of hands. Walk in the light. Listen closely. Walk in the light. You say, well, I walk in the light, Brother Norval. Not if you don't lay hands on people or people lay hands on you, you don't walk in the light. That's the doctrine of the church. Don't try to get God to do things outside of His doctrine. Laying of hands is a doctrine of the church. Do you understand that? It's a doctrine of the church. When God puts a doctrine in the church, He don't mean for you to take it out. Or go some other angle. Or build a church and put a steeple on it and say, Well, bless God, we are Baptists, or we are Methodists, or we are Presbyterian, or we are this and we are that, and we are not going to obey Jesus. We are not going to lay hands on people. We are going to do it and set up our own programs. Sometimes you meet Pentecostal people has got their own programs. Well, God is sick and tired of your programs. He has his own program. Do you understand that? He has his own program. In his program, he has a ministry, a sweet, precious ministry of laying on of hands. And you better not bypass it. You better walk with God in his doctrines and in his ministry. Well, I'm walking with God. Do you lay hands on people? No. I'm walking with God. I love God. Do you speak in tongues? No. But I'm walking with God. Well, do you have healing services? No. I'm walking with God. Do you prophesy? No. I'm walking with God and I love the Lord. Well, what, what do you do? I don't know. I just walk with God. Well, why don't you obey Him if you're walking with Him? Obey Him and make it easy that you can receive from God. Don't struggle with God and wrestle with God for 10 years trying to be healed. and Don't want your relatives to know about it. That you come into a church like this and that you even believe in healing. And I'm afraid and ashamed to tell my relatives that I believe that Jesus heals me, you know. That heals people because they make fun of me if I do. Do you think they will, Brother Norville? Probably. But who cares? You have to make up your mind whom you're going to believe. You're going to believe Uncle John or you're going to believe Jesus. Walk. Walk in the light of laying on of hands and you can see how easy it is. Let the last chapter of this book, let Jesus train you in the doctrine of laying on of hands. Let Jesus train you. Don't let men train you by laying on of hands unless you find men that believes what the Bible says. I wasn't that lucky myself to have that kind of friends. In fact, Dr. Pruitt was a good pastor. Man, he loved, he, he loved the Lord, basically, you know. But he's a pastor of the First Baptist Church. And he loved the Lord, basically. But he says, well, I know what sin is, Norval. I said, yeah, I know you know what sin is. But the thing of it is, he says, I, I know what sin is. I said, but I've got to obey God, Dr. Pruitt. I have to obey God. I said, Dr. Pruitt, when Jesus comes in your car and stays with you for an hour and a half, there's something in you that you have to obey God. Do you under I don't care if you have to go to the top of the mountain. I don't care where you have to go that you have to obey. There's something inside of you that, that you have to obey God. Do you understand? I can't get by no more just on choirs and beautiful sanctuaries and solos and, uh, 
and, and uh, you know, sermons and, and meeting sinners and sick people here at the altar and say, we give an invitation and the deacons line up down front and they come down front and say, take this and fill it out while you're down here. Time to get it filled out, the anointing's already gone and they forgot what they was down there for. I mean, and then stand them up in front of the church and say, well, this person's down here for this. Do we want to accept this or not accept it? Everybody always says, I. You understand that part? I said, I've got to seek God, Dr. Pruitt. I have to seek the Lord. I said, I'll tell you, God come to get me. And I said, I've got to seek Him. But I never dreamed, people. I never dreamed this book in God's power. Brother Hagin likes this book better than any book I've authored. He orders this book by the thousands from me. Orders this book to give out in his corresponding school and at Raymond, the students. I believe I have every scripture in the New Testament about laying out of hands in this particular book. My hands are available for your power. I will lay hands on people in Jesus' name for wisdom, for healing, for miracles, for blessings, for ministry. I will pray and I will lay hands on people as you direct me. I make my hands available for you, Jesus, tonight. Now, quickly, before I give the invitation, turn with me, please, to Mark chapter 16. I watch myself real close, people, because I was raised in a group that will argue about things and don't watch the doctrine real close. Now, do you understand the people I was raised in, raised with, they watch their doctrine real close in salvation. Baptist people where I was raised, we have a good doctrine in salvation. Do you understand that? And they watch themselves real close. They have as good a ministry as anybody I know of on the earth in salvation. Whether we preach John 3.16, Romans 10.10, we believe that you're supposed to repent and get saved and give your life to Jesus. They have a good ministry in that. You understand? But when my mother died with cancer at the age of 37, and my brother was a football player in high school at the age of 17, he took Bryce's disease. Bryce's disease is a kidney disease. It causes you to swell up. And I watched him. He took Bryce's disease at the age of 19 in his kidneys a football player in high school and I watched him swell so big that he began to crack open at the age of 19. I stood in his room about 2 o'clock in the morning and watched him die. I watched him take his last breath. And my mother died with cancer. But we had no ministry of laying out of hands. We had no ministry of divine healing. 
And when God came to get me 26 years ago, I told him, I said, I will do anything you want me to do, Jesus. I make myself available to you. I'll do anything you want me. I says, but God, I'm stupid where you're concerned. I don't know very much about you. This was 26 years ago. I said, you'll have to train me. I don't know what you want me to do, Jesus. You'll have to train me. So he began to train me. He can't train you unless he gets you to a place where people know something. Now listen to me closely. You can't learn anything from somebody that don't know anything. Do you understand that? Thank God, God directed that gospel Pentecostal preacher to call me up there and get me to help them, help lay hands on them. And I was a Baptist. I'm sure though that God told him to do it. I was a nervous wreck the first time he ever called me up there. I had no earthly idea that Jesus ever healed anybody through my hands. I couldn't believe that. You gotta be kidding, I'm the first Baptist church. I couldn't believe Jesus healed somebody through my hands or anybody else's hands really, but especially through my hands. Then they started doing it. I started seeing him do it. And I just thought, well, he'll just do it every once in a while. You know, every two or three years or something, you know, when he chooses to. And then in Pennsylvania that night, when the Pentecostal man that was been deaf for 30 years, when he approached me, he says, and God told me if you'd pray for me, he's, done, he's sitting back there in the back and I'm speaking. He just gets up out of his seat and walks up front. While I'm speaking, I thought to myself, what's he doing coming up here? I'm not through speaking yet. I've got about 10 minutes to go. And he came up, stood right there and looked at me. I says, what do you want, sir? He said, well, I'm sitting back there. And he said, I'm a Pentecostal deaf man. Been deaf for 30 years. He said, and Jesus spoke to me and told me, he said, if you'll go up there and get that man that's speaking to pray for you, he said, your ears will pop open. He said, I've been Pentecostal for years. He said, I... That's the reason I came up here. He said, Jesus told me if you'd pray for me, my ears would pop open, that he would heal me. And all of a sudden, the word of the Lord come unto me and said, cast that deaf spirit out of him. He's been in there 30 years. So I walked down in front of him. I said, well, you foul deaf spirit in Jesus' name. Come out of him! And his ears popped open. He fell flat, flat on the floor. Just one time. And then all of a sudden, people run to him and wanted me to pray for him. And I reached out like this that night in Pennsylvania about 19 years ago. I reached out like this to pray for him. And when I did, the healing power of God came in my hands and they began to fall flat on the floor all over everywhere. But the beautiful part of it is, it's been in there ever since. Now God might not call you to hold healing services in a public assembly. But he calls some people. But he did call you to obey him. The last 11 words that Jesus spoke in the Mark 16. Mark 16, 18. The last 11 words that Jesus spoke. According to Mark 16, 18. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now I want you to get the picture, people. Jesus has been telling the people, you know, 
that he's going to go away. And they says, don't go away. What are you, what are you going to do if you go away, Jesus? And so forth. Then he started reading that day to them. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Cast out devils, take up serpents and throw them out. Speak with new tongues. And then, now can you imagine this? The last 11 words, get the picture. He's talking to them. And he said, They shall lay, those that believe in my name, they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And his body started going up through the air. And of course, all the people stood like, like this. Gazing at him go through the air. And all of a sudden, a couple of strange fellows appeared. I guess dressed in white apparel, different versions of it. And said to the people, listen to me closely now, why do you stand here gazing at him far? Look at me, church. Angels knows when Jesus says something, it's the truth. Why do you stand here gazing at him far? It'll be exactly like he said. He will come again. In other words, in everyday language, it'll be exactly like he said. There's no use in you standing here gazing at him because everything you said, that's just the way it is. It'll be exactly like he said. And the last 11 words he said, Lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Bow your heads, please. And I want to please him tonight. I want to endeavor to do that in your behalf. Anything God's given to me to bless humanity, I'm willing to share it with you. And I believe that his divine healing power will start working with your body tonight. If you'll come with thanksgiving, if you will come sincerely with thanksgiving, thanking Jesus for healing you, recognizing him first of all as the Lord of your life, and then recognize him as your healer, and begin to thank him for healing you very gently. I believe as I reach out and lay my hands on you gently in Jesus' name. I believe that his divine healing power will start going through your body and give you a total healing. I believe he will start your healing tonight. And some of you, I believe you'll get your total healing tonight. Some of you may even get a total miracle from God tonight. But it doesn't make any difference laying on of hands as a doctor of the church. It doesn't make any difference what you feel or what you don't feel. The moment I touch you, start thanking God for it. Even thank God before as you're coming. Thank God for healing you. Thank the Lord Jesus for healing you. Everybody say, Jesus, you are my healer. I accept you as my healer. And I pray. And I believe. And I thank you, Jesus. For your divine healing power. 
flowing through my body to drive out to demolish to make disappear any kind of affliction that's in me thank you Jesus for doing it for me just stand in attitude of prayer people I will take the people over on the left side the people over on the left side usher give me an usher to stand up give me give me an usher I'll use you go over stand about go, go back about ten rows over on the left side anybody in these first ten rows if you have a disease in your physical body and you'd like to have Jesus to touch you and to heal you please get up out of your seat and come quickly to the altar right now just anybody doesn't make a difference what church you're from anybody Jesus loves you regardless of what church you go to the Lord loves you and he wants to heal you anybody at all that's right just stand right there honey just come and stand right there all right anybody on this left side all the way back to the wall would you come if you'd like for me to lay hands upon you in Jesus name for a physical healing would you come just the left side we'll get everybody in the balcony also make a single line across the front when I have a single line across the front then let them stand the line against the wall ushers ushers stop them ushers stop them over against the wall now stop right there until I get through this line so I can lay hands on you now the reason I'm going to do this is because the church I want you to listen to me closely sometimes people get the wrong idea and start inserting their own doctrine it's perfectly alright when I lay hands upon you in Jesus name I will have people following me and it's perfectly alright if the Spirit of God surges in you it's alright if God wants to lay you on the floor that's fine I'll have people standing behind you to help you but you don't have to fall to be healed do you understand that falling does not have anything to do with the divine healing power of God going in you God wants to hear thanksgiving from your mouth you understand that I mean it's totally unscriptural people to come around and knock people in the head when you're praying for them in the altar I mean just slap them on top of the head so hard makes your head jar I mean that's alright but you don't have to do it that way that's not going to heal you to knock you in the head now I'm not going to knock you in the head do you understand that I'm going to lay my hands on you gently now some of you will receive a strong manifestation from God now when he does it and if he chooses if he wants to lay you out well you just yield yourself to that power that's all you do lay yourself, yield yourself to that power because sometimes God wants to lay you out on the floor and operate on you I watch Jesus operate on people all the time Jesus is the best surgeon I ever met do you understand that
and he will operate on you. I won't tell you that he'll operate on everybody in here tonight, but he'll probably operate on several of you tonight. He usually does. Blessed be his holy name. Because he likes for his divine healing power to go inside of you and start working. As you give him thanks for it, it will continue to work on the inside of you. If you don't never stop worshiping God and you don't never stop giving him thanks, it will not stop working in you until you get your total healing. But the day that you stop worshiping him and the day that you stop giving him thanks for healing you, he will stop healing you. Do you understand that? God does what you do. What you do with his son, the Lord Jesus Christ as healer, as healer, what you do with him as healer, he either approves of it or disapproves. If God disapproves of your version of what you're doing with his son as your healer, if he disapproves of it, you won't get your healing. But if I can talk you into worshiping Jesus every day and calling Jesus your healer every day and thank Jesus for healing you every day, morning, noon, and night, morning, noon, and night, I guarantee you the Holy Spirit will not stop healing you until you get your total healing until you get your total manifestation, your total healing. But if you stop worshiping him and you stop confessing he's your healer, the Holy Spirit will stop healing you. Why? Did you ever read the Bible about the Holy Spirit? That person, my brother and sister, I said a person, that person is sent from heaven that lives in your belly? The Bible says that he is a performer. And he's here to perform the word of God for the human race. Just anybody that believes it. He'll perform it for you. But if you don't have enough appreciation and respect for Jesus to worship him every day, and if you don't believe in him enough to call him your healer every day, and thank him for healing you every day. God said you better not forget to thank him. If you don't do it, the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't promise you the Holy Spirit will heal you. I would not promise you. But if you will do, if you will treat the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, as your healer, if you will treat him and show respect for him and worship him, exactly like God has told you to do and give him thanksgiving I can promise you faithfully that the Holy Spirit will heal you. Do you understand that? And always remember this if he don't heal you God's not finding enough favor in what, how you're treating Jesus the healer. If the Holy Spirit does not heal you God is not finding enough favor in how, you're, how you are treating Jesus 
the divine healer. You may be trying to get Jesus to heal you and you have a nonchalant attitude. Well, I go to church, you know, I go to the first assembly. Well, honey, you go to the second assembly if you want to, or the third assembly, or anybody else's assembly. But if you don't recognize Jesus as your healer and treat him with great respect, you can't assure somebody of healing because they go somewhere. Do you understand that? Jesus is your healer. Brother Roy and his wife, Brother Yasser hired his wife, they're God's leaders to try to get you to heaven. They're not your healer. You understand that? Jesus is your healer. They are your shepherds to try to get you to heaven, keep you from backsliding, and to lead you in the right ways of God. But men cannot heal you. God does use the hands of men yes. to let his power come through. But Jesus is the healer. Everybody say, Jesus. Jesus. You are my healer. You are my healer. And I thank you for healing me. And I thank you for healing me. Now the reason I wanted to talk to you for a minute there, when you first came up here, I didn't have a very strong anointing in my hands. But I, it's coming stronger now. In fact, it's coming pretty heavy. Glory be to Jesus forevermore. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give me some sound on this one. Sita bokolodoko mahande. Sita yotokodoko yotoko sayabaki. Sita. Thank you, Jesus. Now, the Holy Spirit showed me about three or four minutes ago. Then he's going to heal this woman. He said, I'm healing her right now. Now you can watch him if you want to. There's something about God. He wants the truth on the top of the table where you can see it. God does not want his gospel hid under a bushel or under the doctrines of men. God wants the truth on top of the table where you can see it and enjoy it. And even feel it, glory to God. You don't have to feel God all the time, but it sure is nice to feel Him. You can watch the Holy Spirit healer. And if she'll go on with God and every day begin to thank God for healing her and worship Him every day, I don't care what she's got, it'll disappear. But if she don't, it won't. But I can say one thing tonight. The blessed Holy Spirit of God has come to her to heal her. And if the Holy Spirit continues his healing process in you or not, it's all up to you, my brother and sister. It's not up to me or somebody else. It's up to you. You can get the Holy Spirit to continue healing you. After you leave for tonight, morning, noon, and night, if you'll do it, he'll work according to the way you treat Jesus the healer. The Holy Spirit will work for you. Thank you, Lord, for healing my sister. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for healing my sister. Thank you, Lord, for healing my sister. It's good sometimes for Jesus to heal somebody openly and let you watch him because it builds your faith. Hallelujah. Builds your faith. He don't do everybody this way, you know. 
But sometimes he'll single a person out and he'll want you to watch him because it builds your faith up. Because you just know that he's God and he's in this place and he wants to heal you. Jesus hadn't bypassed you. He wants to heal you. Sure feels good, don't it? I wish you were feeling like she is. In fact, I wish I was feeling like she is. Brother, when God's divine healing power starts surging through your body, it makes you feel so good on the inside. My God, my God, my God. Glory to God forever. That's the reason it never gets old. It never gets old. Never gets old for Jesus to touch me. I like to live from blessing to blessing, mountain top to mountain top. Receive your healing, honey, in Jesus' name. Now the Holy Ghost is operating on this young girl. You just have to understand that. The Holy Ghost. I told you that he probably would. I can't tell you everything the Holy Ghost is going to do. I can tell you what he's going to do if you'll believe him. But he is operating on her. The Holy Spirit will perform surgery on her. I mean, he'll perform it on her tonight. Surgery, you understand what I'm saying to you? Brother, it's good to have God to perform surgery on you. Let's save a lot of money in the hospitals. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now let that girl lay there just as long as she wants to. Let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to in her. Don't touch her. I don't care if it's line after line. Just leave her alone. And let her stay right there in front of her back until the Holy Spirit gets through with her. I wish every person in the building could see her and watch the Holy Spirit perform surgery on her. Lord, it to God forevermore. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Now God, sometimes God likes to operate on the first two or three just to show you He's in here and He's working. Now you want to please God real good? So thank Jesus for being your healer if you don't feel nothing. By faith. Receive your healing tonight. Receive your healing tonight. Receive your healing tonight in Jesus' name. Receive your healing tonight, honey. Receive your healing. Receive your healing tonight. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Adaboko sota kalalaka mahanda. Sidayoto kalalaka bayataka sayata kalalaka. Sidadata kalalaka handa. Receive your healing tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Receive your healing tonight. In Jesus' name, receive God's healing power. Receive 
the healing power of God tonight in Jesus' name, young man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Receive the healing power of God, sir, in Jesus' name. Receive the mighty healing power of God. Receive the healing power of Jesus tonight in your body. Receive the healing power of Jesus tonight in your body in Jesus' name. You receive it when you thank God for it. The Holy Spirit will see that you get it. When you thank God for it, the Holy Spirit will see to it that you get it. All right, if I've laid hands on you, you may return to your seat. But not the little girl fight of her back. Leave her alone. You may return to your seat now so I can have your space for somebody else. Now go to your seat thanking God for healing you. The ones that God has laid out on the floor, if they want to stay there, that's fine. If he's doing something special for them. All right, bring that line over here. Blessed be his holy name. Now you in the balcony, just rest and pray for me. All of you in the balcony, just pray for me. Because I'm going to get to you before I leave here tonight. I'm going to lay hands on you in Jesus' name for you to receive your healing. It's all free and you have a right to it. God does not want you sick. He wants you, but He wants you what? If you are sick, He will accept you. He will accept your life, but He wants you well. Why? Because He has divine healing power and He's a top surgeon. And He knows exactly how to give it to you. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Receive your healing tonight in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive the anointing is strong. I can tell you now the anointing is strong. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your divine healing power going right into her body. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your divine healing power. Thank you, Lord, for your divine healing power. Thank you, Jesus, for your divine healing power. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive. Glory be to God. Receive your healing in Jesus' name, my sister. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. 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 Thank you, Lord, for a special miracle for her. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your divine healing power. Thank you, Lord, for your divine healing power. Thank you, Jesus, for your divine healing power. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
All right, if you're standing and I've laid hands upon you, you may return to your seat, but do it with thanksgiving. Return with thanksgiving. Let that be the number one thing on your lips right now. Jesus, I want to thank you for healing me. Jesus, I want to thank you for healing me. Everybody say, Jesus is the healer. Now let's start this side right here. Come quickly. If you'd like to be healed tonight, come quickly. Jesus wants to heal you. Anybody on this side right here? Just feel free to come down that wall. Anybody on this side here? Come right on up here. Haraboko Sunday. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, congregation, I want you to, I want you to. I want you to watch this. You just have to know when the Spirit of God is dealing with you and you're involved with God like this, it does a straight thing. There's two people in this line. Now, he may do great things for all of them. I don't doubt that part. But there's two people in this line that the Lord wants to do something special for. And I'm on, I don't know what he wants to do, but he wants to do something special for them, and I'm going to go to them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Idabo kosanda bahala, laba mama na nyondo kisi, sida yondo kolo kabyondo kusasakala kahanda. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that the blessed Holy Spirit of God shall have His way tonight, totally and freely in this woman's life, in this woman's body, in her spirit, in her mind. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. I'm doing a special work for her tonight. And I know it's all between you and her. It's none of my business what you want to do for her. But I lay my hands on her in Jesus' name, and I pray for her that you would do it for her. I agree, Lord. Let her receive. Let her receive tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. It's like the breath of God is breathing down upon her. When God wants a human being to have a divine visitation from Him, well, He's God, that's all. Just let Him do it. 
Let's raise your hands and thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Now remember, people, the Holy Spirit flows from one person to another person. If the Spirit of God comes to you tonight and begins to overshadow you, yield yourself to Him. He can call you tonight in His ministry. He can change the whole course of your life tonight. One Holy Ghost service can change the whole destiny of your life. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing, honey, in Jesus' name. Receive God's healing power in your body. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive in Jesus' name. God's healing power is here to heal you. Receive it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive it with thanksgiving in Jesus' name. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for healing your children tonight. Thank you, Lord, for healing my sister tonight totally in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for her dedication to God Thank you, Lord, for healing her. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power flowing through her. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for blessing her hands to play the organ and to play music for you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for blessing her hands. Her hands are blessed. Thank you, Lord, for her willingness to use them for you. And the world can't have them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your divine healing power. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. All right, you may return to your seat, but do it with thanksgiving. Oh, I want to thank you, Lord, for healing me. Okay, come this way. Come this way and come all the way across. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Sing something slow, honey, about Jesus, about healing. Just feel free. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks, oh, give thanks unto God. To Thanks, because he's given Thank you, Jesus. 
for your divine healing power. Thank you, Jesus, for your divine healing power. Receive it with thanksgiving. Receive his divine healing power with thanksgiving. Receive it. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. The healing power of Jesus is all free. It's free for the asking. Jesus' name receive. Jesus' name receive. Jesus' name receive. Special miracle. Everybody say special miracle. We agree for a special miracle. In Jesus' name. Receive your healing tonight. Receive your healing tonight. Receive your healing. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. All right, you may be seated. If I've laid hands upon you in Jesus' name, go to your seat thanking God for healing you. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ. Would everybody from the balcony come down that needs to be healed tonight? Anybody from the balcony? You've waited a long time to come, so just come now. You have a right to be healed. Thanks to the Holy Oh, blessed be His holy name. Give thanks because He's given. Thank you, Jesus. Receive the healing power of Jesus. Receive the healing power of Jesus, honey. Thank you, Lord. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing. In Jesus' name, receive your healing. Receive tonight from Jesus. Receive your healing power. Receive your healing power and the blessing of God tonight. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Receive your divine healing power. Receive healing power in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. Going into him in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Bless this man, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Make him ever withhold and make him strong and healthy. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. You may be seated if you're in the altar. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. For his divine healing power. 
Thank you, Jesus. Right this way from all of our cross he will cleanse you and make you whole. thank you precious lord rise and thank you precious lord in the thank you precious jesus. Of jesus be healed in the name of jesus my sister be healed honey in jesus name i curse this affliction in jesus name I command this affliction in Jesus' name. Come out of her. I command you obey me. Let her go free. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right there it is, honey. Now stand right there for a few minutes and keep your hands raised. Praising him and thanking him for healing you. He will totally change you. God can change you in 60 seconds. Can change in one second if he chooses to. You let the blessing of God flow through you. Thank you, Lord. Receive your healing in Jesus' name, young man. Receive your healing tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Be healed, young ladies. Be healed, honey. Sweet, precious girls, receive your healing in Jesus' name. Jesus likes to heal and bless little children. Let it go in her, Lord. Let it go in her. Let it go in her. Let it drive out all affliction in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving it to her, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Receive your healing tonight. In Jesus' name, receive your healing tonight. Jesus' name, receive your healing tonight. Thank you, Jesus. That's the way to do it, little girls. The rest of your life, if you want something from Jesus, come to the altar and say, Jesus, this is what I want. And he'll give it to you. You believe that? You believe that, honey? Do it all the days you shall live. Thank you, Jesus. Brother, start them off young, coming to the altar and asking Jesus for it. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. You know why my mother had to leave the earth and die with cancer at 37 with three small children? Because she didn't know how to ask the Lord to heal her. Didn't know how. Nobody in church ever taught her. We never had a healing service. You understand? Train them when they're young. To come to Jesus and ask Him for everything. Not some things, everything. Finances, He'll help you. Your body, physical healing, He'll help you. Peace in your mind, He'll help you. Joy in your life, He'll help you. 
You need to come to the altar of God and ask Him for it. And He'll help you. Jesus is in the helping business. He wants to help you. All right, you may return to your seat now. But return thanking Him for it. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. Beautiful Savior. Come quickly. Glorious Lord. Oh, thank the Lord for what He is doing. I appreciate y'all staying. I appreciate all of you staying and helping me pray. Joining your faith for your brothers and sisters healing. It means a lot for you to stay and help pray. Living word. Jesus. Jesus. Name above all names. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Glorious In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name, receive your healing. And lay hands on you because Jesus told me to. Receive your healing. Jesus said, Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lay hands on the sick in Jesus' name, and they shall recover. Lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now thank God for your healing on the way back to your seat. Thank God for your healing. Accepted by faith. Thank God for it. Glory you know what I told you in my teaching? Thank God for something before you ever see it. You will please the Lord if you thank God for something before you see it. You want to do it, honey? Okay. Thank the Lord for it. Blessed be His holy name. Thank you. Jesus, sing that to Sing that to God about Jesus' name. Beautiful Savior. Beautiful Savior. Glorious Beautiful Lord. Beautiful Savior. Beautiful Savior. Beautiful Receive your healing. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing. I lay hands on you in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Receive your healing in Jesus' name. Jesus said, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. 
I lay hands on these. Jesus, I lay hands on these because you told me to. I lay hands on these and they shall recover. They shall recover in Jesus' name. Jesus' name in Jesus' name. Then go. Jesus' name. You're like the Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're the Thank the Lord for healing you, honey. Isn't that sweet? You are all my you usher, step aside over here for a minute. No, no this way. Congregation, look at this. Turn around here. Say, Jesus is healing me now. Jesus is healing me now. Feels good, don't it? Yes, it does. Don't it feel good when the Lord starts healing you? Yes. Now, you do likewise. Turn your face toward heaven, lift your hands up and say, Jesus is healing me now. Faith is right now, not tomorrow. Jesus is healing me now. Jesus is healing me now. You may return to your seat as we confess that together. If I've laid hands on you, you can return to your seat. Let's all thank him. Jesus is healing me now. The Lord Jesus is healing me. Jesus is healing me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, let me go. Let me refresh your memory over two or three things as Brother Roy gets ready to come. First of all, remember, turn your face toward heaven one more time. Lift up your hands a little bit and let's worship Jesus. Just worship Him. We worship you, Jesus. Praise thy holy name. 